0: Welcome to the Bullcast podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me, I've got an interesting group of people today. And Don't worry, I still brought court. And hello. <laughs> I have Miss Nicole Ellis. It's me. Hi. Oh. Oh lord. Oh, I'm starting it off strong. I see yeah, how it she's is. Already You've done. often heard us mention Nicole as she's kind of the like the master behind a lot of our list mm-hmm. and a lot of our outlines. Many
1: of our listeners have probably met her since she's been on the podcast before.
0: Yeah, that's true. You're back. <laughs> My whole family listens, so I know they've met (laughs) me. Oh, fun. (laughs) And we have an extra special guest today, Miss Landry Loper. Hey. So she is um, very knowledgeable on this subject, and she's also (laughs) coming and hanging out with us this week. And um, hopefully we don't scare her too bad over here at Pickler Wealth, but we'll see how it goes.
1: Well, you know, um, we we may even have a couple of drop-in guests Kind of like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, mailman might stop by. You know, you never know. (laughs)
0: Oh, we're totally changing stuff. Yeah. So since, you know, Nicole puts together these outlines for us, we were talking about a couple of different things going on in the economy. And, you know, last time we talked about this actor's strike and the writer's strike and how everything is crazy with that. Well, there's another big buzz happening on social media. This girl named Taylor Swift. I've heard of her a few times. A <laughs> few times? Yeah, you, you're just a few you're times. You're wearing her face yeah. multiple, times multiple times on your shirt. Exactly. <laughs> she's here with us. She's here with us. She's that she's here with us. That's
1: a little disturbing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so you're going, oh, gosh, this is going to be an episode all about Taylor Swift. I mean, yes, but we are going to tie in the economy because obviously we are a financial podcast. And Taylor Swift has definitely made a huge impact on the economy if you have not been paying attention these concerts her music everything she's doing we're gonna throw some financial in there but we're also gonna have some fun talking about Taylor Swift
2: yeah and I just actually like 10 minutes ago saw an article on New York Times and it was about how Barbie and Taylor Swift has like completely made this a girl summer the girls are taking over and get ready for it yeah are you ready for it? She is just going to keep throwing in. I need a bell mini. every single time I quote Taylor. Are you ready for
0: it? The article you sent me a screenshot of, or something, was like Taylor Swift is going to save
2: save the, <laughs> save the economy, economy, or yeah, something or like, like that. help with
0: the recession, or something. And she's like, "See, look,
2: it's a topic." And I'm like, "Okay." I've been waiting for this since the first day i started, just letting you know. (laughs) Well, then you take it away with the list. So this week's list is actually my top Taylor Swift albums ranked impossible version. If you don't know what the version part means, we'll get to that. Since making this list three weeks ago, I have changed it probably five times. (laughs) So this is as of today. Okay. So just it might change tomorrow. It
0: might change while I'm sitting here. Have you been a fan since the beginning?
2: Yes. I Landry,
0: are you a fan from the beginning? Yes. Okay.
2: I remember in middle school going to my friend's house and we were watching MTV. You know when they used to play the music videos every day. Oh yeah. And Tim McGraw just had to be playing on the television, and I was hooked.
1: I'm sorry. I don't want to be like an absolute pedantic jerk here, but oh no. Uh, it's it's 2023, Landry. How old are you? 16. So Taylor Swift's first album came out in 2006.
3: When I was little, I remember. <laughs> oh, not gosh. like since she started, but like
0: when I was little. Since she
1: Basically could, since the beginning of since your Since could life.
0: understand <laughs> yeah. it. Since she could understand music, she's like, I like Taylor.
1: Okay. All right.
0: And we'll take it. I would say just for my reference on this podcast, I, I listened to her music when she first came out and I listened to it. She was really country at that point. I'm not a country music listener. And so I kind of just like put her in the back burner like, oh, that's Taylor. I kind of would see what she was doing. Now, since this new stuff has come out, I have listened to it, and it's pretty good. So I, I'm i a fan, but um, definitely not anywhere near the level <laughs> on the other side of the table. Court? And then Court? Are you a big fan?
1: Uh, I am not. I cannot help but be regularly exposed to Taylor Swift because I am surrounded by many of her fans here in this office and also— Uh, At least one of my children is a big fan. Um, My son's girlfriend is a huge fan. Um, So, you know, I've got it all around me. And there are albums of hers that I like, and there are songs of hers that I like, but I would not consider myself a fan. I I don't know any of the lore. My favorite album is Folklore, and it's probably the only album that I've listened to all the way through more than one time. And... You know that's kind of where my fandom begins and ends
2: well by the end of this episode we will convert both of you to swifties that <laughs> mm-hmm. is my goal see i'm back where like they, we called her t-swizzle i don't think that's like acceptable it's Like anymore. when she did the um little john snl skit where she rapped.
0: yeah so that's how old i am yeah okay, okay. Give, it, give us your list all right so
2: she actually has 10 albums out right now this is including taylor's version like i said later on i guess we'll get into what taylor's version yes. means. But out I going to get you to
0: explain it to yes. me.
2: <laughs> and last, which is still first in my heart, but, you know, just not my favorite, is her debut album. Like Katie said, I'm not a huge country music fan, but I do love Tim McGraw. And then you've got Picture to Burn, Teardrops on My Guitar. I'm sure everyone in here has heard those songs. Yes,
1: I definitely have heard of Teardrops on My Guitar. Yes. I'm not sure that I've ever actually heard it. It's you a
2: know. tearjerker. <laughs> You know, when you're 15 and going through those feels, Mm -hmm. it really hits you right in the heart. (laughs) But it, like I said, it is country, right? When she started out, so Mm -hmm. for that reason. Well, now there
1: is a pop version of "Teardrops on My Guitar."
2: There's a lot of versions of "Teardrops." But I mean, like
1: there was a pop version that was released on the album. Now, has she done a TV of this? No.
2: Okay. She has not, and I'm gonna predict that she does this one last. Because it's her debut, and it would be kind of full circle if she did it last.
1: I'll be interested to see if she does the TV of this as a country. Well, album. Hold, hold
0: on, Quit. you're teasing about what TV, which is Taylor's version, which we do not do jargon on here. Oh, we no have, jargon. jargon. We have bad. not talked about really what Taylor's version and what that means. So let's let's go through your list and then let's talk about okay, the Taylor sorry, version. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I gotta wrangle you back yeah. in. All right. So
2: after that, number nine, Fearless, which does have a Taylor's version. I do love Fearless. Um, In fact, The Way I Loved You was not my favorite song when it first came out. But since she re-recorded them, I've been obsessed with it, specifically because it was on The Summer I Turned Pretty, like during the perfect moment. And it's just awesome to me now. Um, (laughs) I heard 15 at the Aeris tour that I went to. It was one of the surprise songs, Fearless, White Horse, Change all good options still a little country
1: i mean i can't believe that this is nine on your list this is the album that i mean that this is introduced probably, the world it's to probably Taylor.
2: one of the most famous country albums of all time i mean she won tons of grammys for this but like i said it's country so it's not my favorite i'm sorry
3: <laughs> i still love it though mm. do you like it landry it's okay it's okay <laughs> it depends on the songs in it yeah it's got- like there's some that are you're like mm. And then there's other ones that are like, okay, this is pretty good.
1: You know, you listed off multiple songs from this album, and you didn't list off the two that probably anybody would know, whether they're a country fan or not, and that would be "Love Story" and yeah. "Along With Me."
2: Love stories, yeah, so good. Um, yeah, so, I just feel like that's the typical answer. Like, if you go well, on, sure, t- if but- you go on TikTok <laughs> and they like interview baseball players, they're like, "What's your favorite Taylor Swift song?" You love story or you, know. you Belong with me.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you just know. consider me every man. I'm just I'm just throwing you it are out the man. there. man. Not everybody not everybody knows <laughs> her entire catalog, so
2: Are you
0: knuffed?
1: Throw some bones to to the people that don't know her and and mention no. okay. the songs. I feel they like they I'm recognize.
0: kind of more on the guy side than every Okay, year, that's fine. Like, that's fine. All right, what's your number 8? Number 8,
2: I'm probably going to get crap for this. It's Evermore. It's one of her newer ones. I love it. It's just not as high as the others. It's Folklore's little sister, kind of what they compare it to. She came out with Folklore, which did so well, and then dropped Evermore, and people like to say she forgets it and doesn't like it, which is not true. It's just kind of a joke that she ignores it, but, I mean, it's got some really good songs. like Champagne
1: Problems. Yeah, that one's
2: fabulous. Yeah. Right Where You Left Me came out in a time in my life that really hurt, (laughs) like, and just listening to that and looking at my life then, it was like, wow, this is pretty accurate, so. So
0: You've grown up with Taylor.
2: Yes, I really have. So that's number eight.
0: Still, Landry started life with Taylor. (laughs) Well, that just made me feel old. (laughs) On the table, we're older than you. Okay, number seven.
2: Seven, Red, which does have a Taylor's version. All Too Well 10-minute version, like Landry said earlier, is life-changing. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. You need to watch the short film. Oh, okay yeah there is a short film that goes with the 10-minute version maybe i'd get it if i watched that because i'll just listen to it and i'm like
3: okay once you well, listen to it a few know. times you get all the words okay it yeah. only took me like three times for you.
2: yeah i mean it's just like when you're at the concert and she starts singing there's a certain lyric that just brings people together i can't say it on the podcast but you know <laughs> it's it's a good song and it it hurts um also you know I've got red holy ground she's got some a few songs with ed sheeran which i love Mm-hmm. Chris Stapleton. It's a good album overall. Yeah. That's number seven. Okay. Moving on, number six. I know I'm gonna get crap for this one. Nineteen eighty nine. Her first pop album. <laughs> I can see shaking. her shaking her head.
0: She's like, uh uh-uh. uh.
2: <laughs> it could have been ranked higher. Out of the woods, this was my other surprise song for the night. Incredible. Life changing, blank space, this love. They're all great. It's just I like the others more. Landry, you feel like you're it's disagreeing. Okay. Oh, you think it's okay? I
3: okay. think I think Red should have been above it.
2: Okay. See <laughs> Ashley, our coworker, her favorite album is nineteen eighty nine. If she were here, she'd probably have something to say about it if I <laughs> since I ranked it this low.
0: I'm sitting there going, I know that some songs, but I'm like, I don't know where they <laughs> fall on this list. Well, I kind of just
2: put my favorite three <laughs> on there. But 1989 is also the year she was born. I, was like, I don't, don't know, you know very do many
3: songs from 1989. <laughs> like Blank Space is and Out of the Woods is me.
2: Blank Space is my favorite.
3: Okay, what's number five?
2: Number five is her newest, like not Taylor's version, is Midnight's. I just feel like it's the more grown-up version of 1989. Um, specifically like the bonus songs. Got the Great War and Dear Reader. Karma is the single, I believe, and she came out with the collab with I Spice. I don't know. It's just, it's a good album full of good pop anthems. I think if you like pop, you would like this album.
0: I think this is the one that has several of the songs that I liked. Which ones? Uh, I'm, just, I'm testing you. <laughs> vigilante. Yeah,
2: yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Say that? <laughs> not shoot. supposed to cuss on this podcast?
0: Shite.
1: Yes, our podcast is not blue, so unfortunately you got <laughs> to keep it clean.
2: That's yep. a good one. It's kind of like a girl boss anthem.
0: Look what you made me do. Where is that? On well, this okay. Segue. Number al- four oh, is okay. Reputation. Okay. I, I didn't
2: even know what album that was on. That <laughs> I one just is. Know songs. That's Reputation, number okay. four. Getaway Car, probably one of her best songs ever. I agree. Best songs of all time. I agree. It is so good, delicate, ready for it. That's how she started I know that off one. Reputation Tour, and it just injected into my veins. It was incredible. <laughs> Look what you made me do hearing a lot of like brainwashing and look they have said that we're we're like in a cult and I don't disagree (laughs) I see I see the signs okay okay reputation it's a good one yeah get the snakes out that's in her revenge tour okay all right so we're going top three now number three I have lover which is I feel like a lot of people don't love I think it's underrated. I mean, "Cruel Summer" is one of my jamming. Roll the windows down. Car. Yeah, I was
0: listening to this one the other day because I'm on a Harry Styles kick, and yeah, there's a whole conspiracy mm. of Harry Styles, and then there's a line in that song okay. that is about him. I don't know if I've
2: heard that one, but I've, well, I'm not I saw knowing. that on
0: TikTok. Okay, you know what line I'm talking about? Yeah. Because
2: 1989 <laughs> is supposedly "Out of the Woods" is about him. Okay, and there's a conspiracy theory that. Harry and Taylor will collab on 1989 Taylor's version. And if that happens, you may not hear from me in a, for a while. I mean, it's just going to blow my mind. Okay. So, Lover, number three. It's just happy. She wrote it when she was in love. Happy Girl Anthem. <laughs> so you went from revengeful to then yeah. happy and loving. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, technically, they those are the way they release, too. Okay. Reputation and then Lover. All right. Number two is Folklore, which I hear is Quartz favorite
1: it's the only one that i've listened all the way through more than once
2: it came out during the pandemic so mm-hmm. you had time to stay home and stream it on spotify and... she
1: collaborated with a lot of my yeah. favorite artists so i mean like like it, the national yeah uh, and Bonnie vere and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's got a different feel i think than most of our yeah. other albums and it's it, it, it hews a lot closer to the kind of music that i like to listen to yeah. generally so. do
2: you have a favorite song
1: no, not really. I, I don't have a favorite song that I could like list off the top of my head.
2: I really like Mirrorball.
0: Sounds like a disco ball. It is. That's why okay. I have a disco ball <laughs> on my desk. Okay. You're, so I'm starting to see some Easter eggs yeah. on your desk now. Like, I have Insight to you. Yeah. Okay, what's your number one album?
2: Okay, this is number one. I think it's all nostalgia because this was the first concert I saw of Taylor's in Memphis. Speak Now. She just released Speak Now, Taylor's version, and... I cried when I heard it the first time just because I remember being 15 and listening to it and going... To be
1: clear, you cried the first time you heard the album when it was originally released or when Taylor's version was released? No, Taylor's
2: version. Just because she sounds so grown up and I used to listen to this album a lot in high school. Hmm. And I just remember it just took me back to those days of being a little kid and listening to it. And she has a song called Never Grow Up, which is... Only listen to when you want to cry. But Dear John Long Live. Long live is actually about her fans. And okay. when you hear it, it's just kind of like it's sweet and it makes me cry. <laughs> but yeah, that's my number one speak now. Okay. It may be a risky choice. Not many people's number ones, I don't think. So what's your number one album, Landry? The Speak Now Teller's version.
3: I found a twin. You did. It's so good. I listened to the whole thing. Uh, <laughs>
0: Clearly, there is a huge fandom behind Taylor Swift. There's a lot of people that love it, a lot of people who've grown up. Even though I don't know all the ins and outs, I am fascinated by the fact that she is very thoughtful of how her albums are released, what they mean, how they kind of merge together. Mm -hmm. But so we've mentioned Taylor's version. Who is Miss Taylor Swift? Who is she? Who is she? She's an enigma. (laughs) Now, <laughs> oh, she um, was actually born. She's from Pennsylvania,
2: even though she got her start out in Nashville. I think she got um, discovered at the Bluebird actually, and I think she signed her record label, record deal at like 16, 15,
0: something like that. Yeah, because she's a year older than me, mm-hmm. and a bunch of my friends and stuff and sorority a year in, older
1: than you? She was born in nineteen. A year younger than me. A yeah. year younger than oh, okay. me. I, I was
0: like a year younger than me. Um, so when I was in college, a bunch of my sorority sisters and friends and stuff like that, it was in Murfreesboro, so we're very close to where she went to high school, so they oh, yeah. knew a lot about her. And I've been very fascinated to see they didn't necessarily have the best of opinions of her. Oh, no, don't at tell me that. that point. But I think I've seen them now all be heirs to her fans yeah. and stuff like that. So it could have just been like a little bit of jealousy. But, okay, so it's Pennsylvania.
2: Randomly from Pennsylvania and then came down and started doing country music. I guess that's a, I don't know, it seems like a lot of people go to country, like, if they want to break out and do
0: something big. I think they used to say that country was kind of the easier market to get into. Yeah, I Um, can see that. It's much more. I think
1: country fans would probably take issue with that. (laughs) I mean, and no, I'm not not even arguing with you. I don't really have an opinion, but... You know, I, I think for a while there, there were a lot of musicians or wannabe musicians who were were going the country music route when their pop careers seemed to be subsiding, yeah. mm-hmm. and it kind of it kind of almost seemed like pop music's dumping ground there for a little while. But Taylor yeah. started off in in country music, so yeah. she she didn't like fail at pop and then go to country. She she started off in country and then went to pop so yeah.
0: yeah so here's some of her stats she sold over 200 million records which is one of the best-selling musicians the most streamed woman on Spotify and the only act to have five albums open with over 1 million copies sold in the US so y'all are buying a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay.
1: Here's a here's an interesting tie-in to the fact that we're a finance podcast. Mm-hmm. Her father, her father was Scott Kingsley Swift, and he's a former stockbroker for Merrill oh,
2: Lynch. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: <laughs> finance, people.
0: <laughs> and now he doesn't ever have to do that again. Nope. She has won 12 Grammys, including three for Album of the Year, tying for the most by an artist. So who else has had I'm going to guess
2: Adele. It may be one of them. It just came out like Friday that she has more number one albums than any woman in history. Girl power.
1: For recording artists, four record producers, two engineer mixers, and two mastering engineers have won the award three times. Taylor Swift for Fearless, 1989, and Folklore. Uh, Oh, there's a lot of people
0: that are tied with three. Okay, Frank Sinatra,
1: Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, David Foster, Phil Ramone, Daniel Lenoir, Ryan Tedder, Blah, blah, blah. The list goes on for a while. It's
0: a good company. I was to say, she's in great company. And so, and especially for her to be so young yeah. and be a part of this. So, okay. Her net worth, so we've talked about net worth before on our podcast, obviously, is $740 million. This is per an estimate by Forbes in June of 2023, making her the richest female musician in U.S. history with music as the only main source of income.
2: That doesn't even count what she's getting from concerts and
0: merch, I'm assuming. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. She now has more number one albums than any woman in history. As you said, it's kind of girl summer because yeah. people even leading up to the Airs tour. I mean, it's been merchandise of people yeah. making sure they have their outfits picked out, going to the concerts, these cities that are having her there. Then they're getting hotel revenue, their restaurants, like everything, because that's the thing is, is that they want to have somebody like Taylor Swift show up. They want to have these big musicians come out there because then they're going to reap the benefits from it as well. Okay, so fandom, you guys, (laughs) we're going on with the fandom theme labeled as Swifties. Yep kind of embarrassing but i'm repping it you're a swift team <laughs> yes so taylor puts easter eggs in her songs and music videos for diehard fans to find and so smart yes so in this
2: last music video she released for i can see you which is a speak now um from the vault song mm-hmm. which is i can also explain at the end of the music video she's like getting away in a getaway car and there's a sign at the top that says 1989 TV, and the car is driving that way, which makes us assume that 1989 will be the next album she releases for Taylor's version.
1: Okay. Do you think at this point we yeah, can get getting, into what's Taylor, what Taylor's version yeah, is? Yeah, I
0: was just going to say, as we're getting, before we go any deeper, absolutely, because I know who Taylor Swift is, I've heard the songs, but I really did not understand what was happening, why she was re-releasing these songs. And I, in fact, texted Nicole, and I said... Is she like adding a new spin to them? What is she doing to them? Yeah, kind of. And so, okay, so explain what happened. So she's re recording her old albums
2: to gain control of her masters, which were sold to a man named Scooter Braun. Basically, they didn't give her the opportunity to buy her old albums. They kind of just sold them and didn't tell her. We're like, they're gone. You're not going to make any money from this. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I could be wrong, but like when you listen to her older albums on Spotify, it's not hers. Like, it's Scooter's albums. And I know a lot of artists are now selling their masters, but she has always said they are hers and she wants to have full control over them. So she is going back and re-recording the albums that were sold to Scooter, which is her debut, which is Taylor Swift. She has done Fearless. She's done Speak Now. She's done Red. And now she has to do, what are the, what are the ones I'm forgetting? 1989 and Reputation. Mm. Lover and Up are hers. Okay, She won't have to re-record those.
0: So I mean this it kind of, and I don't know necessarily all the ins and outs with Taylor, but if you've watched the show like Nashville, you've if really yeah. you've seen anything. There is a issue that whether somebody is a musician or an actor, like they can get in with people who are almost like sharks, and they're like, "Hey, I can make you big and famous. I can do this. Sign this contract. Sign that." Yeah. And if you're a young girl with a guitar, like I want somebody to give me a chance, you're like, yeah. "Okay, sure." And, yeah, and she signed this when she was like 15, maybe 14. Yeah.
2: And we didn't see until, what is it, Was few years ago that it, I guess she signed it with another label. And they were like, hey, we're selling this now. And she just they just kind of took it from her. And she didn't get the opportunity to buy them herself. So when she's releasing these re recordings, she sounds more adult as she would. You know, she's not 17 anymore. And she's including songs that didn't make the original album. Okay. She's putting them on the re-recording. So when you see from the vault, that's where the All Too Well 10-minute version came from. And she's including different artists like Fall Out Boy and Paramore, Chris Stapleton, Ed Sheeran to help her sing these songs and bring them to life. And everybody just loves them. I mean, they're all great songs. I don't know how some of them didn't make the album.
0: I'm almost picturing, and I guess it's just because of from TV shows and stuff I've watched, that it's like she's got all these great songs. And even I've only watched two episodes. I haven't gone far, but like. The Idol that came out, which you don't ever need to watch, Landry. It's real real, real vulgar. (laughs) Don't ever get HBO. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, But that, you know, these artists have these great songs, but there's somebody manipulating it and saying, well, I think it should sound like this. And I should sound like that. And so that she was the artist, had these ideas. And now it's like, hey, I want control. Mm -hmm. So this happens. And so she's trying to get financial control of it. Because a lot of times, yes, we just said she's got $740 million. But... There are people who are not making a ton of money. reason why a lot of the actors are striking right now and the writers, we talked about the other day, like the musicians, like why can't they end up being this with these different people who are controlling their music and not taking mm-hmm. care of them?
2: Yeah. And I will say, you know, she writes the majority of her songs on her later album. She does have like co-writers like Jack Antonoff and The National. But Speak Now, which is, I said, my favorite album, she completely wrote by herself at 19. And that's another reason why I'm just like, wow, at 19, I could not do that. So (laughs) she wrote like 20 songs for Speak Now and just poured them out of her heart. And it just amazes me.
0: Okay, so back to the kind of the Easter eggs y'all were talking about. So not being a fan as much, Mm -hmm. do y'all get the vibe that Taylor really cares about the fans? 100%.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's what she is, is trying to speak to y'all with these Easter eggs. Yeah. And now, I mean, is that something I could just go and TikTok and find? yeah yes. That's okay. how I
3: learned what they were.
2: Okay. Yeah. TikTok People <laughs> will be <laughs> like, here's your guide to the Easter eggs. And some of them are like so out of whack. I'm like, that's not an Easter egg. You just lost your mind. Like some, I just think the ones that are like... The 1989 sign that was obvious that's an obvious easter egg
3: and then there was one like when she was singing what was that song that she sang at the concert where they're in the boxes
2: that was look what you made me do right so she has people in boxes like in her old tour costumes and she's like trying to get them out like it kind of represents her re-recordings trying to release them to the world was that's the whole, one that you're gonna have to
3: watch this girl explained it and it was like mm-hmm. tap it on the boxes number mm-hmm. point to somebody and i was like okay that one makes sense yeah because I didn't understand what they were at first, mm-hmm. I felt like I had to like look it up.
0: Well, and everybody's all up in her dating history and, yeah. and who she's with and who she's not, and what songs are about. Because again, it's like everybody hated. Was it Jake Gyllenhaal? Everybody. Yeah, hated? that was
2: the one that All Too Well. I will say, supposedly, is about the 10 minute version, which I will tell you to go watch again. <laughs> okay. So and then Speak Now. She has a song called Dear John that supposedly is about John Mayer. Okay who dated her when he was, like,
0: 33 and she was
2: 19. Yeah, it was... You see the red flag with that?
0: She's had a lot of um, very interesting yeah, boyfriends. Yeah. Because I didn't... I saw something about her with Tom Holland. Tom Hiddleston? Hiddleston, that's yeah, who it was. Yeah, yeah. that was, like, there a was short thing. There was something about Tom
3: Holland. Okay. Where there was. Okay.
0: But, yeah, no, I'm, like... Girl, you're you're dating Loki. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. But okay, you mentioned the heirs to her. So do we need to call our friend?
1: As a matter of fact, I think it would be a good time to give Keiki a call because Keiki is a huge fan as well. Keiki, are you there?
0: Hello. Hello, caller. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I know for a fact that these episodes where we get you and Nicole and Keiki together to talk about stuff. Those are David's favorite episodes. So everybody say (laughs) hi to David.
0: (laughs) What is your favorite album, Keiki? I am a speak now girly. Oh, we got a three. Three. Same.
2: (laughs) That's the correct choice. (laughs) I feel so validated. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) although we would love to just sit there and talk about Taylor 24-7, what this episode is about is how Taylor is kind of making a huge impact on the economy and that she's, you know, driving a lot of economy booming with the towns hosting her shows, but we did want to talk about the actual concert and a little bit about that. And so that's why we thought um, you've been there and Nicole's yes, been there and Landry has it on her bucket list. <laughs> so tell us about the concert. So in my experience, I went to MetLife Night One, which was one of the iconic
2: nights. Um, it's the night that she dropped a music video and I came out as did um, Jack Antonoff. So we started getting ready at... 10 in the morning, and the concert, Taylor did not step foot on the stage until 8 p.m.
1: Taylor did not step foot on the stage until 8 p.m., but you got ready at 10? You started getting ready at 10 in the morning?
2: Uh, Nicole? Um, Mine sounds about the same. I went to Nashville night two. This was not the night that it rained. It rained on night one and night three. We went downtown and got our pictures made with a little mural called Nashville eras in my Nashville eras tour or something Uh like that. And then we started getting ready probably around 12 and started making our way to the stadium, which included a walking bridge, which was not fun. Um, But yeah, it's it's a whole day thing. She performed her her secret songs that she does. She performs two different songs on acoustic every night and mine were Out of the Woods and 15. Those are good ones. Yeah, I was really, (laughs) Out of the Woods was like my number one. I went to Reputation, so I heard Get Away Car. It still hurt (laughs) when I didn't get it, but you know. (laughs) I was happy. Um, apparently Gigi Hadid was there and Maya Hawk and like a bunch Ooh. of different celebrities. BB Bridgers opened up with Matt Healy, which is kind of a controversial topic, <laughs> but that was cool. Um, it was a fun night. I wish I could remember it more. And I mean that my, I think I just forgot everything because it was just like an adrenaline rush.
0: I've heard people say that, that they're kind of, they go to the show and then they just kind of blackout not, yeah. not from drinking or anything no, i mean from, i
2: like, yeah <laughs> i barely had anything to drink i was like i want to remember this and it's just so much happened and i had terrible shoes on so that probably did not help <laughs> but it was amazing yeah. yeah yeah our secret songs were getaway car and maroon so oh, those are so good we were widely considered to be the best night until the night that she did haunted
3: mm-hmm. which was like my number one but i i still think getaway car was pretty good
2: yeah, I think he won
1: let's I mean, seriously, <laughs> let's talk for a second about the financial impact of this. I mean, you have these major cities that she's visiting, and she's obviously not the, the, her tour stops have been multiple nights in big cities with good arenas because mm-hmm. it's an arena tour. So she's not stopping in in small places. She's no. just stopping in bigger cities with with good size arenas. These cities where she's stopping, You've got people traveling in from all over, spending money at hotels, spending money at restaurants just to go see this one person perform a concert. Now, I have seen God knows how many clips of Taylor Swift concerts on the Eras tour specifically because... Uh, you know, all of the social media that I follow, for some reason, she started showing up in all of it. (laughs) And it looks like she, you know, like, for instance, you mentioned a couple of nights when it rained, it looks like it just doesn't matter what's going on. She puts on a performance that is, you know, she's outdoors, she's being absolutely Mm -hmm. drenched in a downpour, and she's still playing. So it looks like she's really got an incredible work ethic and is really putting on the show, the best show that she possibly can for her fans. But what she is doing for whatever area she deigns to, to drop in on just seems to be tremendous. Not to mention the fact that nowadays everybody says that basically uh, recording artists do not make money from album sales anymore. In the Spotify era, in the in the Amazon Music, Apple Music era... Artists are not making their money off of album sales, off of song sales. They are making their money on tour. They're making their money from selling tickets to put people's butts in seats at their concerts and through the merchandise that they sell. And Era's tour, I mean, the, the merchandise, Keiki mentioned that that she got there. Keiki, what time? 5 p.m. did you show up?
2: I showed up at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. I showed up at 12.
1: Okay. So people are showing up at these shows extraordinarily early and getting in line at the at the merch booths basically so that they can spend all of their money on t-shirts and sweatshirts and uh, albums and so forth, and the 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 merchandise booths are getting absolutely sold out.
2: Yeah, not to mention that the merchandise booth trucks actually show up like two or three days before the concert and there are lines to buy merch at these trucks. So she's not
3: just prior to the show. Yes, prior
0: to the show, like two or three days before.
3: And people like camp
0: out yeah and wait for on this merch wow so even yeah. if you didn't have tickets to the yeah. show you could still get merchandise that's yeah.
3: another thing it's like the amount of people that go to the tour but don't have tickets yeah and all the people in nashville that stood on the bridge yeah. and watched it from the bridge mm-hmm. oh wow which was yeah. a insane
0: amount of people mm-hmm. so i mean she really is trying to get a ton of people i know i kind of on a whim was like oh maybe i'll go to nashville and see her and i'm like Nope, that <laughs> would not be a smart financial decision for me to do that. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's something you've got to save up for. Yeah, and for sure. Especially the cost of the tickets. That yeah. was my parents' things, so well I can not go,
3: like, Landry, those are really expensive. Yeah,
0: because it's, it's, you know, a concert. You power in numbers. You're not going to buy a ticket to go by yourself more than likely. Okay. So you've got to then pay for at least two tickets. Right. And then more than likely, like, you know, around here, there was not a concert in Memphis. So you'd have to travel somewhere. Yeah. And it gets out late, so it's not like you can really... Hotels,
3: gas, and gas. Yeah. Okay,
0: speaking of tourism, um, it came out
2: that in Las Vegas, I think that was like one of her second stops, that tourism spiked to pre-COVID levels for the first time in like 33 years um, with her March concerts. Um, People, you know, like you said, just traveling, spending money at hotels and restaurants and tickets. I mean, 33 years in Vegas? Can you imagine? Like, that's already a big tourist spot. Wow. I I don't know. I just, it's hard to wrap my brain around, but I believe it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you were telling me about Taylor Swift and all of this that was happening, I remember a couple of years ago, and I know you didn't really know who this was, Landry. I don't know if you'll know who this is, but Haley Page. She is a dress designer. I actually, I was bougie and I had two wedding dresses. I had my ceremony dress and then I had my reception dress. And my reception dress was a Haley Page and it was pink. And she was very iconic for her dresses, that they're all very whimsical and they're usually like lighter, like lavenders and pinks and blues and stuff like that. But she, you know, her, her, her real name is Haley Page. Her dress names are Haley Page. And so she's a fashion designer. She gained a lot of popularity. But all of a sudden, a couple years ago, there was this big stink about how there was legal disputes because somebody owned her name, Haley Page Brand. And so she was losing her given name and pretty much losing control of her designs, losing control of her name herself. And because she was an employee of JLM Couture, a bridal fashion company, they had the licensing agreements with the designs for her producing the dresses. And so they could create all of their dresses that she had as Haley Page. So me as a consumer, I could go, oh, it's a Haley Page and not realizing that it's not actually her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have control. Of it. same with like the scooter situation, mm-hmm. like, oh I'm supporting Taylor stuff. So I'm buying a scooter album. Yeah. But you're yeah. not actually supporting Taylor, you're supporting yeah, Scooter's
2: pockets. Because it's gonna look the same like as her original album. So yeah, but if you don't know about the situation you would just not
0: think anything about it yeah and so i mean this was a huge drawn-out thing one of my good friends and i like because i have a sketch from Haley page of my dress like oh, Seinberg, she got yeah that's awesome my friend got it for me and so she's like oh my gosh have you seen this because there was just this huge long drawn-out battle she has now come out and tried to like rebrand separately but she was having to even with her Instagram, like telling people like, this is me, but she can't say Mm -hmm. I'm Haley Page because that name was gone. And so it resulted in 2020, she was designing with them. She was parting ways. She still continues to create bridal designs and is promoting under a different name and encourages followers to follow her independently. But so that's kind of reminded me of that's where Taylor's trying to get her messaging out of like, hey, I need y'all to support the Taylor version because mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. Right. And we're just talking about two people. Think about the number of people this has happened to, the right. number of different musicians and designers. And and so I think kind of the bottom line with that is when you have a design, when you have a talent you need to make sure you read the fine print. You make Mm -hmm. sure you're not getting locked into certain contracts. But it's so hard when you're a naive designer or, you know, a first starting out musician, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Of course, I'm going to do what you want. Mm -hmm. Well, and I also
2: think artists are becoming more spoken out. They're speaking out against this now. They're not with, you know, with social media and everything. It's easy for them to call out these people that are taking their brand, taking their name, and just kind of screwing them over, I guess.
0: It has been a mess for sure. And that's Mm -hmm. where I think that um, what we've seen is when you have a fan base like that, then it's kind of that everyone bands together. Mm Correct. Correct. Yeah, like, all y'all are the armies (laughs) over there, and you're like, oh, we don't like you, Scooter. Or when Taylor has a bad breakup, everybody hates that person.
2: There's nothing more powerful than the group of Swifties. Mm. We could change the
0: world. You say that tongue-in-cheek, but seriously, though, like, because if Taylor, which I know that she, I've seen some clips where she's talked about getting political and about Mm -hmm. things like this, but if somebody who you admire tells you, you need to go out and vote, or they tell you, you need to do this, you can seriously change an entire culture. Yeah and make huge differences. And so y'all are a part of army cult. <laughs> I don't take offense to it. It's okay. <laughs> well, you put a fact on here, so I guess it's like so it's Miss Swift's making all this great money, you know. Yeah.
2: I had to I had to say that she gives back in each state. Um, she doesn't make in a huge announcement about this but she does and i don't even think they say how much money but she makes large donations to the food banks in each state and it just is kind of known because they'll post about it on social media like thanks taylor swift and the crew for your kind donation and i mean she is humble and she could come out and be like hey look what i did but she doesn't and i think that kind of just shows her character
0: that's really cool i did not know that she was doing that i mean that's good because it's just as quickly As you guys, I I, I don't see it happening because Taylor is like up on a pedestal for so Mm -hmm. many people. But it could quickly change. Yeah, like we've seen a lot of celebrities that. Well, there's
1: been backlash against Taylor before, so yeah. I mean, this is not her first rodeo. <laughs> She's she she has gone through the ups and downs of of popularity before with uh with some of her earlier stuff. Just as an observer of the, of the phenomenon this year, it seems that really the fevered pitch that we've reached over Taylor Swift this year and that her fans have reached this year seems to be. Uh, higher than than I've noticed before. I mean, like uh, the Reputation tour. I remember uh, people getting excited about the Reputation tour, and it was a stadium tour as well. Right. And you know, people wanted to go, but I don't remember just the the constant like. You know, th- there are news stories about her every day. There are video clips of every single concert that she plays. As a matter of fact, I think that. Every night, her her secret song or whatever it's called.
2: Yeah, the the secret song. The
1: secrets. Every single night, the secret song, seconds after she plays it, it hits TikTok. Oh, yeah. You know.
0: Yes. Well, I think it's kind of what's changed as well as COVID and Mm -hmm. where everyone was separated. Now, everybody wants to be a part of something. And that's why the Barbie movie is such a big deal because... It's some somebody was comments that I don't understand what's happening. And it's like, well, they're trying to bring, you know, groups of women together that are going to go see this movie. And then they're going to explain to the next generation, like, this is what Barbie meant to me. And so, Nicole, I've noticed, like, you've got these friendship bracelets.
2: I do have my friendship bracelet.
0: And on. and so I've, you know, very quickly kind of tell me what that's about, because I feel like that's another way it's bringing fans mm-hmm. together.
2: Yeah. So on this latest album, Midnight, she has a song called You're on Your Own Kid. And in the song, she references making friendship bracelets. And the Swifties just took this and ran. And we're (laughs) like, we're making friendship bracelets and we're giving them out at tours. We're going to swap. And I've got some of mine that I swapped on my hand. And they're cute. Like who doesn't want a cute friendship bracelet? And
1: to me, make... I I don't want. A <laughs> well, cute you're like bracelet.
2: the one person who wouldn't
1: want one. I'm but not there's... the one person. You Although were... I have seen a lot of uh, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that to try and be like manly <laughs> or anything because there are a lot of guys who ended up going to the Swift concerts mm-hmm. and they they ended up swapping uh, friendship bracelets too. So it's not like a guy yeah. thing or a girl thing. The, the the guys are out there. There was one movie star in particular that I know some fan posted like, "Oh my god, I got a friendship bracelet from was
2: it jennifer gardner
0: uh, i remember seeing her she had like it's bracelets down to the elbows mm. yeah so do you have any bracelets no, no get Definitely. To to a Nicole, <laughs> you need to <laughs> get her a friendship
2: bracelet should i could you maybe use this to segue what are you gonna say i have a surprise what is your surprise? I came prepared today. Oh, no. What if I told you that I made bullcast friendship bracelets? <gasps> what? <laughs> I'm <am> not joking. <laughs> you just perfectly set this up. I did. I... I...
0: I did not know this, listeners. Like, I did not see this outfit, I made like. cam
2: one, too. And Aww. now Port said he doesn't want to wear one, but I'm giving him one anyway. <laughs> you get a friendship bracelet. You get a friendship bracelet. And they say, and I'll give you a friendship bracelet. They all say bull cast. That's so How cute. fun is that?
1: And mine even has the bull cast colors.
2: I know. See, I, made, like, see, I made yours and cams in bull cast colors because yeah. I thought you would like it. Lovely. And you can even just set it out in your office. Indeed. You don't have to wear it. Right. Oh,
0: that's fun. But see, I think that that's kind of an identifier that it's like it's a conversation starter because COVID made everybody so separate. And I'm not trying to make this political, but it's like if I like saw somebody with the and be like, oh, is that a friendship race? I think that's the coolest part about it. Yeah, I think that's what I love about Tasha. It's like she brings everybody
3: together. Yeah, you know? it's like you don't know somebody or like everybody likes each other.
0: Yeah, it doesn't when matter. When you go to a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. You, know? yeah, you don't, it doesn't matter, you know, where you came from, you know, how much money you have. It's just, you're all there together. Although it is a big deal about what you're wearing. Oh, for yes. sure. Like what your fit is that day. I've and, seen you know.
3: the TikToks of people like take a picture and like write the next person's outfit mm-hmm. and stuff like that.
1: Okay. Just for sorry cam edit this out just for shits and giggles okay uh, let's talk about gatekeeping for a second because i know okay. that that's a big topic and with with a lot of musicians right now is is kind of this idea that they have toxic fans who right. uh want to talk about how you can't be a fan of uh, so-and-so group or so-and-so person because they've been a fan correct since the beginning and taylor's fans don't seem to really do that do they or am i wrong i mean
2: the fan base is so big There's probably ones that do. Mm -hmm. I don't care enough to gatekeep people. If you want to listen to Taylor Swift, I'd be glad. Yeah. to bring you into the group like <laughs> you'll accept us yeah Except i mean I- i'm sure there are toxic fans i just i don't i guess i'm just too old to want to care about it
1: <laughs> i the, the main thing that i think back on as an example is specifically last summer so it's been a year now um since the uh second half of season four of stranger things came out and of course oh yeah the second half of season four of stranger things the finale of that season ended with uh, a amazing uh, performance of Master of Puppets.
2: Oh, yeah. I still listen Puppet- to it on Spotify.
1: Yeah. And and a whole bunch of people, like, had never... That and the Kate Bush song in episode yeah. four. Um, a whole bunch of people had not heard uh, the Kate Bush song or the Metallica song. And... um they started listening to it, uh, and I don't know that Kate Bush fans were out there going, "You can't like Kate Bush," but there were definitely a lot of Metallica fans yeah. that were like, "You can't jump on the Metallica yeah. bandwagon." You don't know what it's like to be a Metallica, and Metallica actually came out and was like, "No, guys, listen. Anybody who wants to who likes our music and wants to listen to our music is absolutely welcome to listen to and enjoy yeah. our music." It's freaking it's,
2: Metallica. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> uh, you know, I just I like the idea of of there being a, of this creating a, the, the potential for more community and less strife amongst people because we we just got enough of that. That's just
0: some nonsense. And I'll kind of be a little bit of a buzzkill with that. Thinking about financial, because you could put yourself in a bad financial position if you, you know, love Taylor so much and you bought like the pit tickets. Me and dad talked about that last night. (laughs) Like you could really get in trouble with it. And so that's where it's, it's trying to balance out. I was talking to somebody the other day about this, like musicians, especially is you don't know how long they're going to be playing for. Mm-hmm. You don't know how long they're going to live. <laughs> you kind of hit a nerve with that one. Oh,
1: yes, you did. 100%. I've got a story.
0: <laughs> so I'm a believer on you kind of figure out what it is. When I'm talking to somebody about but putting a budget together, I ask them what do they like to do? Do they like to travel? And I've never actually mentioned concerts before, and I feel like I'm kind of failing my people by saying this but because I'm a big concert goer. And I almost think that if you love concerts or you love an artist, Mm -hmm. then because, you know, I've heard a little birdie say that they may be going to Dublin
2: maybe to see Taylor Swift. It's possible, meaning it's probably most likely happening.
0: Yeah, but so if, you know, like, for instance, Landry, like, if you were sitting there going, okay, like, I really want to go to Taylor Swift, and if somebody called you and said, I just snagged two tickets, they're only going to cost this much, wouldn't you wish you had had a bucket of money sitting there that you'd been saving for, like, hey, maybe one day an opportunity will come up for me to go to a concert, and I know this isn't my money that I need for, like, gas or Mm -hmm. for school. This is money I've truly just set aside and said... This is my fun experience, my concert money. That was like my
3: cousins with Morgan and They had an extra ticket. And I was like, I do not have $400. <laughs>
0: it's like, I wow. promise I do not have $400
3: wow. to spend on a Morgan Wallen yeah. ticket.
0: Well, we don't, we never know. I mean, sometimes they tell us uh, kind of ahead of time when they're going to go on tour. But a lot of times concerts, it's kind of spur of the moment of yes. like, mm-hmm. oh, they're coming to a town. And so I've never thought about that. But maybe we need to start. Mm-hmm. When I talk to clients, I need to say, hey, you know, have your travel bucket, but maybe have your concert bucket, too. You should talk to my parents about that. Okay, (laughs) I'll I'll give them a call and say, maybe you need a uh, concert bucket for uh, your fabulous little girl.
2: (laughs) I have to say the tickets for international dates were way cheaper than the American dates.
0: Really? Yeah. I guess because then you got to throw in airfare and stuff like that. Interesting. But, yeah, it's... (laughs) again, you can blow your budget, but then there's also something to say that if you are an experienced person, then you look at it and say, this is an experience. And so if you're going to go be a part of a show, really have that moment, have that memory with whoever you're with, then it's hard to put a price tag on that. Like, yes, literally I can hear the parents listening to this. Like you can put a price tag. I can (laughs) hear your dad going. (laughs) You can hear my dad. (laughs) Well, actually you did put a price tag on it. That's, you know, (laughs) $1,500 for all Mm -hmm. of this combined. And And it's just, it's making your priorities because obviously Mm -hmm. don't go spend your rent money on it, but if you've saved up, then enjoy the time and then just know when you get home, it's like... Maybe I need to start saving up again for whatever my next experience would be. And maybe that shouldn't be the year that I also go travel out of town and do this and do that. And That sounds like your bullseye. You always hit the bullseye way too early. I do always hit the bullseye way too early.
1: She's a a premature bullseye.
0: yeah, Landry, we didn't tell you about this, but we end each episode with kind of just like our final thoughts, and it can be advice to our listeners. It can be just kind of your thoughts on anything. So I'm going to let Nicole do hers, and so you can think a little bit longer on what yours would be but what's your bullseye nicole my
2: bullseye is you know in the past people have liked to hate on taylor swift give her a chance she has pop music she has country music she has folky music she has music for everyone just she give it give it a try go watch the all too well 10 minute version short film katie and court and cam because <laughs> um, it tells a story and i think you'll enjoy it also, I'd like to point out that this looks like it's coming out in August, and this is Taylor Swift's month. August slipped away like a bottle of wine.
3: Are you ready for it? That's like five or six now.
2: Yeah. So that's a song. So it's, this is the perfect time to release the Taylor Swift Bullcast episode.
0: <laughs> bullseye. What's your bullseye, Landry?
3: <laughs> like, kind of what she said. Like It's for everybody. I'm a country music fan. I don't listen to anything but country. But, like, Taylor is the only other thing that I listen to that's, like, not country. But that's, like, worship music. But besides that, it's, like, Taylor Swift, George Strait, country, <laughs> country, more country. And then, like, worship music. And that's it. And I think that's the coolest part is, like, just because because I'm, like, I'm not a hater on pop music. But I don't necessarily like it. And I don't, like, necessarily like some of the things that people put in songs. And don't understand why you need to put some of the stuff in songs. <laughs> but her, it's, like, they all have a meaning. There's nothing like, provocative about it. It's, like, you can listen to it with any age group. Mm -hmm. There's not, like, a certain age group that can't listen to it. Like, I've been listening to Taylor since I was little. Born. Yeah, born. (laughs) Yep. A year after. Well, the year after. I was seven. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But besides that, it's, like, she can connect with anybody, any age group. Yeah. Yeah, look at all of us. We're all different ages. Yeah. And just, it brings everybody together, specifically their concerts. And the amount of people that just go and meet new people and make new friends and enjoy it together. It's like people proposing at Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. concerts. I think that's...
0: Mm. (laughs) I don't like it either. I was like, oof think i saw a tiktok where somebody did I've that and the few. girl like was not even paying attention to she him wasn't. that would be me i'd, I'd be like, like get up <laughs> uh, i could see me going um can you just wait like taylor and, is on right and now and i've seen Taylor's like the people day. that
3: the boy like fake proposes all the time and then he proposed at the taylor swift concert and she didn't believe it and she was like get up get up and he was like actually proposing i was like man <laughs>
1: Yeah, don't do it at a Taylor concert. Mm -hmm. I mean, that just seems like the wrong time to do it. I agree, yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever. (laughs) (sighs) Taylor
2: has him tongue-tied. Oh. Are you ready for
1: it? doing it at a Taylor concert. I've yes, also heard that. Go. Got
3: that one in. Are you ready for it?
1: I've also heard that women don't like to be proposed to on those, you know, jumbotrons at football games and stuff. They think that's gauche as well. So <laughs> anyway. Okay, so a couple things and then we can we can wrap this up. Uh number one, you mentioned artists dying. Uh yeah. If you are the type of person who likes to go to concerts and wants to see your favorite artists live, and you have the opportunity, do it. Don't let that opportunity pass you by because I've had a few times too many artists at this point that I really wanted to see live that have now died, and I will never have the opportunity to see them live, and that is a gut punch. Especially, can you tell me who they are? Well, I can. The, the biggest example is Prince. Oh, 100 um, percent. Yeah. I had every intention of, of seeing Prince live. It was a bucket list concert that I wanted to go see. And I was going to go see him when he was doing his residency in, in Las Vegas. And he I, I didn't like we had plans. We were going to travel to Las Vegas and go see him. And we decided not to. For some reason, I can't even remember why. Why? And then he he died and I never got to see him in concert. So that's the big one. But there have been others as well. I don't consider myself a big concert person. I don't like going to, to concerts as much as, mainly because now I just feel old. Anytime I go to a concert and I see a bunch of young people enjoying the concert, I'm like, yeah, and I'm just an old man. But <laughs> I do still, there are still a few, like for instance, we went and saw uh, Foo Fighters and that was one that was like, okay, I've got to go see Foo awesome. Fighters live. And uh, you know, I went and saw uh, Ben Folds with the Atlanta City Symphony Orchestra. and that was that was basically a seated event where you you know everybody just sat down and listened to Ben Fold's play music and I didn't feel so old Aww. there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely think if you like going to see live music and you have the opportunity to see your favorite musicians, whoever that would be, then you should. Also just wanted to point out one thing that we didn't really cover, that we probably, nobody's really going to care. This is basically just a a fan cast for Taylor. But the reason that Taylor is able to do Taylor's version of her albums is because, as you mentioned, she wrote all of her own songs. So she has the rights to to perform and or re-record those songs. Now, Contractually, she was pr- prohibited from re-recording songs up to a certain point. But now, I think all of the songs that were uh, that were recorded when she was with Big Machine, right. they're now all uh, she can she can re-record all of them now. And the yeah. reason that she can do that is because she wrote them. If she had not written them, if somebody else had written them and then somebody else owned the masters, then she basically would have no right whatsoever. Correct. That is another situation that musical artists find themselves in if they're recording other writers' music and then the the production company that they're recording with owns the masters then they they've got nothing they have no rights to any of the music that they're they're, that they're creating even if they are the ones that played the instruments and and used their voices to record it and you know that's kind of a shame so i have to give credit where credit is due even though i have protested being a, a taylor swift fan She's mighty, mighty smart. Mm. And she not only wrote all of her own songs, but uh, she produces her music. She obviously performs all of her music. And what she has done to Braun, is that his name? Scooter. Scooter Braun. Yeah. What she what she managed to do uh to to be able to recapture her rights to her masters. Uh, that that was a that was a pretty solid move on her part. So anyway, that's kind of my bullseye is just from the perspective of a person who knows their business and knows how to protect her rights and, and protect her her creations, I think Taylor is pretty darn savvy. And so from that perspective, she's, she's a pretty impressive person.
0: Can you say that Scooter's got some bad karma? Are you ready for it? I mean... What if
2: I told you she was a mastermind?
3: Are you ready for
2: it? Oh, that's a good one!
0: I like Mastermind.
1: I mean, you're running out of time here, Landry. I don't have one. Oh, duh, it's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible.
0: Landry's not an anti-hero. Oh, yes. Yeah. There we go. Are you ready for it?
1: Uh, I don't know what, what I could possibly say. I have I mean, nothing. I'm,
0: I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that we had a little bit of a glitch with uh, Cakey. Are you ready for
3: it?
1: Stop it. Just stop.
0: <laughs> that one Just... worked perfectly. But woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know, this
2: has been kind of a fun episode. <laughs> It feels like the perfect night. Are you ready for it? To listen to Bullcast, the podcast, talk about Taylor <laughs> Swift. Uh, David Pickler,
0: sorry, you're going to be like, what are we talking about on this? Yeah,
1: D- this David, is- there's nothing I could do about this. <laughs> I, w- I was just along for the ride.
0: This is for the Taylor fans. This is a fun one to include Landry, you know, and and I think it's fun because she does have the perspective 16. I'm actually going to put her on the spot and probably bring her back at a later date to kind of talk about finances from the high school perspective, because we've done college, we've done young adult. um, And in high school, you're kind of like, well, you know, I may have a job, may not, maybe babysitting, but it's like how to prepare for going into the real world of scary college and stuff like that. This has been fun. I mean, we ended the episode all too well.
3: Are you ready for it? Yay! Thank you.
1: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Bullcast. I I predict that Bullcast will be the last great American dynasty.
3: Are you ready for it? Yes.
1: (laughs) And if ever there was a time to be saved by the bell, it is now. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beamed directly to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me and Katie... Uh, You can go to our BullCast website. That's BullCastPodcast.com. We've got bios up there. There's also a bio of Cameron, who I'm not even sure if we really, you know, fully acknowledge the fact that we're missing our Cameron today.
0: We are. Um,
1: But uh, you can find out about me, Katie, and Cameron on that website. You can also drop a comment, uh, suggest a topic if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, or suggest a guest if there's somebody you'd like to hear us talk to. Um, if you like pictures, whoa, we've got pictures. Those pictures are available on Instagram. That handle is at Bullcast Podcast. And we also have words on Twitter. or I guess I should say X now because oh, I think he's changed the name to that X. That needs to be a episode. Yeah, I think our Twitter handle will probably be going away. But until it does, for now, our Twitter handle on Twitter is, or on X, is at Bullcast Podcast as well. We have a Facebook page. That Facebook page is Bullcast The Podcast. And finally... Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to find out more about Nicole or even more about me, Katie and Cameron, find out about what it is we do at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors, that's where we all work, then please feel free to go to that website. You can find out about us, you can find out about our amazing team, and you can find out about our boss, David Pickler. That website is picklerwealthadvisors.com. With an O. <laughs> That's That's advisors advisors with an O, not Not an
2: (laughs) E. Sorry, I just had to pull that. With an O!
1: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you everything that you need to go forth and be a proper Taylor Swift fan. (laughs) So for now, I'm Court.
0: I'm Katie. I'm
3: Nicole. I'm Landry.
1: And we are good done.